So here's the question. How do active people in the Atlanta area stay pain-free and live the active, fulfilled life that they deserve at any age? This is the question, and this podcast is the answer. I'm Danny Matei, and welcome to the Active Atlanta Podcast. The Active Atlanta Podcast is sponsored by Athletes Potential. At Athletes Potential, we help active adults stay that way, pain-free and active doing the sports and activities that they love for life. We do this by working on four different areas. That's movement, nutrition, stress management, and sleep. When we optimize these four areas, you feel better, you move better, and you live better for life. Head to athletespotential.com to learn how we can help you stay active for life today. Hey, what's up, guys? Doc Danny here with the Active Atlanta Podcast, and we got we got badass on me today, Abby Kloss, owner of Metabolic Atlanta, which is a strength conditioning gym that uses an interval-based training program that was started by two ex-professional hockey players, which I think is 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 a pretty interesting perspective uh, to have with a sport like that, and then applying it to the general population. So, Abby, thank you so much for your time and jumping on the podcast today. Oh, you're welcome. I'm very excited. Okay, Abby, so tell me this. So give me the backstory of how you moved from Chicago down to Atlanta and decided to open a metabolic, the first metabolic at that gym in Atlanta. Yeah, so about three years ago, um, my husband got an amazing job offer down here in Atlanta. Um, we actually knew pretty much nothing about Atlanta at that time, but it was, a, it was his dream job. So we decided to go after it. We had spent a total of about 24 hours here before deciding to move down here. Wow. Um, I was very lucky at the time. I had a sales job where I worked from home. So as long as I was close to an airport, I could live wherever I wanted. So um, I was able to transfer pretty easily. Um, I had a great, a great career in sales. I really enjoyed it until I became a mom. And once I became a mom, I realized I was not one of those people that could handle the traveling lifestyle. And um, basically the career path I was on, the higher you got, the more you traveled. So mm. it wasn't one of those things where I could put in my time now and then eventually travel less. It was, I was going to be traveling for the rest of my career if I kept up with that. And uh, I just eventually hit a breaking point. I said, I, I can't do this anymore. Uh, you know, I don't want to travel. And I came home and told my husband and he said to his total credit, he was like, don't just hop to another job because you think it's going to be better. You know, go after what is it that you really want to do? Take this opportunity to take a step back and think about what you've always wanted to do. And I literally came home three weeks later and was like, we're going to open a gym. <laughs> and he was like, that is not what I meant. I did not mean that we were going to like quit your career and go into small business ownership. Uh, but the more we started looking into it, he was like, you know, I think this is a really good idea. And we started researching what was out there. And I actually had found out about Metabolic from a friend who goes to Metabolic at the DC location. And she's always raving about just how much it changed her life. You know, it changed the way she looks at herself. It changed the way she moves. It changed her knowledge about fitness and strength training things like that. And I, and I looked into it more and I thought, wow, this is so different than what's on the market. Because I myself um, was not a huge boutique fitness person actually before Metabolic because I had tried a lot of gyms, but most gyms out there are catered towards beginners. And so I would find those classes to be not very engaging, not very interesting, that type of thing. You kind of plateau. Um, and then there's CrossFit. And CrossFit was not 
I, I didn't want to do that, uh, to do CrossFit. And then I found Metabolic, and it is this great in-between. It's this wonderful program where it will train you like an athlete. And I really enjoyed that. There's a, you can continue to see improvements week over week, month over month. Uh, and also, it just has a strong emphasis on moving safely and effectively. And that's one of my goals for my life is I want to be able to be healthy as long as possible, right? I want to be able to move till I'm very, very old. And I think that metabolic is setting me up for success for the rest of my life. So that's really what drew me to metabolic and where I was in my life. And we decided to take the leap. We said, you know what? We were 30 when we signed our franchise agreement with metabolic. And we said, you know, it's a great time to do it because we said, if we fail, we have a lot of time to recover in our lives. <laughs> Um, you know, we're young, we're hungry, we're ready to go. And it's just been the best decision we ever made. Yeah, that, that's awesome. Well, I can relate to, the, you know, what you're talking about from, uh, from the entrepreneurial side, you know, myself, and there's a lot of uh, unknown, you know, there's excitement and also terror associated with, you know, doubling down on yourself and doing your own thing. But it's pretty obvious that you're, you're very passionate about this. I think that's, um, I mean, health, health and wellness is something that it's, it, it, I think it's becoming more and more and more of a emphasis uh, in people's lives, right? Like they're deciding that, you know, going to the gym or making a better food decision really is not this thing that just few people do, but that lots of people are doing. And there's a reason why, because like you said, like you want to be active for as long as possible and, and, and we know we're going to live longer. Well, I guess this recently, the data shows that we're not going to live longer, but I think that's going to change. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> uh, but, but that being said, like, I think what you have to really look at is what do you want that last 20, 30 years of your life to look like? Is it dependent on other people and, and, you know, needing assistance or is it physically active and independent? And a lot of that comes from the decisions we make um, in the first half of our life, you know? So for you in particular, it's a big step to decide to open a, open a gym, but besides like the program, was there anything that you noticed with like, man, I really feel like this gym, this, you know, metabolic itself really targets like this individual that I want to really be able to help. And if so, like, who is that ideal person that you think hits a home run there? Well, one thing I think is really, really amazing about Metabolic is just how efficient the program is. Um, so for example, when I was in my young 20s, I would actually work, I did triathlons. And so I would oftentimes work out two times a day, sometimes spending or two hours in the morning or sometimes one hour in the morning, one hour at night working out. Well, the older you get, the harder it is to be able to work out that many hours a week. And that's one thing I love about Metabolic is it's really efficient. We actually only recommend that people come four times a week because we want you to be able to work and then rest appropriately. And I think a lot of people are responding really well to that because they say, you know what, I'm a busy person, but that doesn't mean that I don't have time to be healthy. I just don't have as much time as I did before. So I think a lot of people that come to Metabolic are people, you know, who are, are very in a career driven point of their lives, but they still want to be healthy and active. And this fits in perfectly with that. You know, I, I think there's something to be said too, for this idea of, you know, training four times a week, let's call it that. Right. I mean, mm -hmm. more often than not, what I see, and this isn't necessarily a bad thing, but a lot of people tend to almost borderline end up with a like addiction to high intensity training or, mm -hmm. um, you know, elements uh, of that where it's like, I've got to go seven days a week. And you're like, well, what is all this capacity that you're building used? I mean, it, what's it used for outside of that? Like, is, is it, are you expressing that on a hike? Are you playing a sport? Are you, are you doing anything outside of just like training in a, in a very 
you know, similar environment. And, and you can make a strong statement that people need to get the hell out of the gym a little bit more too. Right. And like, I mean, we were both ironically in Chattanooga at the same time without knowing that, uh, last weekend or whatever, whatever it was two weekends ago. And, uh, and I thought I was like, man, we're like, you know, I was running around the city with my son while he's on his bike. And I'm thinking, yeah, I didn't train for this, but I, I trained for lots of things and, and being able to run however many miles that was with him um, outside and enjoy that was a use of my physical fitness as well. So, you know, for you, do you have those conversations with people about like, hey, make sure like this is going to help you with playing a sport. This is going to help you with, you know, going and hiking and being a part of their overall health, uh, you know, a strategy uh, aside from just the gym. Exactly. And, and that's exactly what we encourage people to do. You know, we say we're training you for, for life also, you know, and for myself as a parent, I have a two-year-old and uh, I have felt such a difference with metabolic since becoming a mom. Like I'm able to get down on the floor and tumble around with her and play with her without having the sore joints and things that I used to have um, from running. So that's a perfect example. You know, picking up kids is not a normal, it's not a great movement for your back, but if you have a nice strong back, you know, you're able to do that better. And you know, we encourage people all the time, like we're actually located right on the Beltline in Atlanta, which is, if you're not from Atlanta, is a mixed use walking, running path that's eventually going to surround the whole city. And we're right on that. And we encourage people all the time, you know, come here on a bike or a run, go for a nice walk to just kind of help, like you said, get yourself out of the gym, get that sunshine and, you know, help you train for life and be happier all around. So, So for sure, that's actually built into our program. You know, ideally, if you go four times a week, we'd love to see you on two of those days doing something like going for a light jog or a run or yoga or just doing another way of being active that also makes you happy. You know, you don't have to be in the gym seven days a week to be in the best shape of your life. Tell tell me about the uh, post-baby training with Ags. You know, with with you, look, things, you have a baby things are different. Okay. Like we work with a lot of, a lot of women postpartum. Ashley's had uh, two kids, you know, like I've never had a baby, but I've been, I've watched two babies be born. And so it doesn't make me an expert by any means, but there's a lot of inherent just challenges that that come from that, right? I mean, they're, they're, Mm -hmm. they're stretching your anterior stabilizers. You can have complications associated with that. that can basically cause back issues and hip issues and, you know, post uh, postpartum, did you, uh, did you notice that like that sort of methodology, that sort of training was, um, you know, was, was effective and appropriate for you after having, uh, your daughter? Absolutely. So, um, I actually, when I first got back to working out after having a baby, uh, I was given the okay to work out at about four weeks later. Um, I started out pretty slow, just mostly with a lot of walking and then running and that type of thing. But I truly didn't feel like myself until I got back to the strength training. Um, because that's when my body started to go back to, to where it was before, you know, because your, your muscles are completely different. You know, your abs are, <laughs> they're not what they used to be uh, at, right after you first have a baby. And I think that the strength training just helped me to feel so much more powerful and to get my body to a new normal after having a baby. And that's when that efficiency factor really, really kicked into high gear for me because time just became so much more precious at that point. And I also loved the fact that there's a 50 minute class. I went in, I did what I was told. First of all, I didn't have to plan the workout myself. There was no excuses, just go in no phones, no distractions, and then you're done. And if you can do that three to four times a week, you know, you're going to really start feeling like yourself again. Yeah, definitely. Um, Will you take a second and explain the kind of three 
type like workout approach they have with momentum, anaerobic and, and durability. Cause I think that, you know, these, these three sort of, um, variances to the training are, are really interesting and, and, uh, an effective way of going about it. So it, it kind of explained that whole like idea of their mad approach and, and what that means from a, from a day-to-day standpoint. Absolutely. So this was something that was actually entirely new to me when I was introduced to metabolic because most gyms that you go to, they want you to come in and they want you to work at your, your all out max effort, the entire workout, you know, until you can't do it anymore. And metabolic sees it a little differently. Uh, so like you said, we do have three different types of intervals and one of them is anaerobic and that is your all out max effort. Um, one thing I love about the way that metabolic does it though, is if we're asking you to work at your 100% rate, you'll have an equal amount of work and an equal amount of rest. So for example, if you're going at all out at 30 seconds, you're going to have 30 seconds to rest. And that's something that's really, really unique to metabolic. And they see the benefits of those, of that rest so that you truly can go at your 100% effort in the next, the next time you go, um, a lot of gyms don't give you that rest. They just ask you to keep going, but your body cannot physically go 100% for an hour. Um, so that's anaerobic. We also have durability. These are my favorite days. These are longer intervals at your 80% pace. Uh, a lot of people struggle with these in the beginning because they say, why are we going at our 80% pace? It's going to be heavier movements. It's going to be things slower, more intentional. Um, but Danny, you actually helped me to see the value of these days more than anything else because you showed me how much we're working on building a stable base, which ultimately helps to prevent injury. So durability days will make you very strong, but also just make your joints really safe and protected so that you can continue to work out for as long as possible. Um, And then we have momentum days and momentum days are really fun as well because you build up in pace throughout the workout. So you'll go from your 78 to 70% pace, which is essentially an extended warm up to your 80% to your 90%. Uh, these are fun. A lot of the movements we do on these type of days are athletic. So think of things like ladder drills or jumping movements or things like that. Uh, and what's great about these days, it's a really unique challenge to force yourself to slow down and then build up throughout the workout. And they have a really energizing, fun feel. And a lot of our former athletes uh, thrive on these days because they love that they feel like they're back in high school or college sports. Uh, they love the ladder drills. They love the challenge of it. So, and then between those three different types of intervals, each week we have a few days of each. Uh, it really trains you all around like an athlete. And that's what makes metabolic so different is that our program is formulated 52 weeks in advance and intended to train you like an athlete. Yeah. You know, it, it's interesting. So I, I don't know, how long I, I, I go there like maybe twice a week. I, you know, drop in as a, uh, as an, as sort of an adjunct to the training that I do in my garage and mm-hmm. which great because misery loves company. And when you're doing something that's like <laughs> 30 minutes of kind of interval based kind of strength conditioning work, um, if you do that by yourself in your garage and I'm talking about me in particular, you know, three rounds turns into two and I'm thinking that's pretty good at five 30 in the morning by myself, you know? So there, there's definitely a place I think for, um, for that to surround yourself by people. But what, you know, I tell you what, what I really liked in particular, yeah, we had this conversation. I was kind of geeking out on the durability stuff with you. And it's just because it literally just reminds me of some of the things we would do, at, you know, in uh, physical therapy group based work when I was in the army, where we'd have like a return to sport um, program for people that had ACL tears, lower extremity, like surgical injuries and things like that. And getting these soldiers back to 
physical training. And I mean, breaking out a slide board, I haven't seen a slide board outside of uh, a rehab clinic ever. And the first, I think the first day I showed up, there was like slide boards, uh, you know, that were out, which if you don't know what a slide board is basically this long white board that is super slick. Like imagine, imagine like a whiteboard you would write on and you wear these little booties and you slide <laughs> side to side, like you're skiing or you're, uh, you're skating. And, but they're exhausting and your hips are going to, they're like on fire. Like the sides of your hips are just constantly active. Um, your, your adductor, like your groin has to be super active as you slide to like stabilize yourself. It's just a really good way of training, you know, the sides of the body, which oftentimes we do not train. And, and so anyway, look, there's a reason why I go back and, and, and I'm still going there a couple of days a week. And it's because I think it's very intelligently put together and I have no skin in the game with metabolic. I mean, I just, I just like to follow things that I think are, are intelligent and I feel better when I, when I do them. So it's one of the few places I've seen incorporate anything uh, like that. And I'll, and I'll tell you, and for those of you that are, you know, they're, they're anaerobic days. It, they remind me of like when I was doing CrossFit a lot more, it's similar, just minus a barbell, you know? I, so I think there is sort of like a, an interesting middle ground, um, you know, you know, there. And uh, it's just, it's just a matter, I think of what people are looking for, right? It's like, what's the right fit for, for the right person. Um, but if, if you think it's easy, it's, it's not, it's definitely, it's definitely not, especially that sort of slow grind, um, durability day. I, I've liked a lot. So it, tell me a little bit about the bag stuff. Cause it, you know, I thought it was interesting that they put, um, water bags out and it's not every time, I guess not, not every time do we hit them, but, um, you know, punching a bag again, is something that I haven't done in a long time. So now, why do you feel like that's an important element to what, what they do? And, and how do people really seem to like that? People love the boxing. Um, and there, there was a few reasons why they, why they decided to do this. One thing is it's, it's just a very powerful movement. And it also involves a lot of rotation, which is a great movement for you to do as well. Um, but in terms of enjoyment in the class, a lot of people always tell me, they're like, Abby had a really stressful day. I can't wait to get on that bag. Um, you know, it's also just a really, really great stress reliever. It makes you feel very powerful. Um, we do use water bags, which you mentioned, which is different. Um, when I had taken boxing classes in the past, we had used heavy bags and a water bag is actually a buoy that you would see like out in the ocean, just filled with water. Um, and the benefits of the water bags is a lot more gentle on your joints. So you don't have those, those impact injuries ricocheting down, down your arm, uh, and causing injuries. So that's why we feel like we can incorporate it in a really safe, fun and effective way. Um, and we do do boxing in most classes that we do. And I've, I've come to absolutely love the bag. So it's, it's a, a few people complain about it in the beginning because it's, it's a little bit of a learning curve, but actually I think that is a unique aspect is a longer you are at metabolic the better you will get at boxing and the more challenging it will be as opposed to other things in life you know it's most challenging in the beginning but I find it fun that this gets more challenging as you go on well so tell me this you you're a mom you're a business owner you're you're you know obviously you've got to lead from the front you can't just uh, show up with a, a bag of McDonald's and <laughs> be in 20 pounds overweight and own a gym you know it's probably not the best, um, probably not the best approach long-term. So how do you, uh, structure your week to make sure that you're really prioritizing, you know, your own training and, and, uh, and, and time to, uh, you know, decompress and, and, uh, you know, I know there's a lot of stress with owning a business and, and having little kiddos. So how, how have you managed to uh, organize all that? And if, is there anything you found that you feel like is a really good, um, tip that you have for people that are in a similar position? So I like to consider, to say that I've become a time management expert since becoming a parent. 
So, um, you know, a lot of people will say, oh, you have so much less time as becoming, after you become a parent, and it's so true. Um, but I've actually learned that the phrase, you know, work smarter, not harder. I've really come to embrace that. And I actually plan my weeks down to the hour of what I will be doing, when I will be working out, and it just become a lot more realistic with what I'm able to accomplish in a given week, uh, where I used to make these really, really long to-do lists and then be mad at myself that none of it got accomplished. Um, so I, I take a lot of time to thoroughly plan my weeks, work through it, and then when it becomes to remaining active, um, for example, you know, I don't get a ton of time with my daughter, but I'm very lucky that I live about three quarters of a mile from her daycare, so I start out most of our days walking her to school. So this is just the most enjoyable part of my day because we get to chit chat on the way. So it's quality time with her, but it's also like a good relaxing start to the day for us. So not only is it fun quality time, but that's active time we get together. Um, I typically ride my bike to the gym. I'm very lucky to only live two miles from the gym. Um, and then I work out at lunch, which is, I, in my mind, the ultimate parent win because that's time yeah. that you are already away from your kids. And so to be able to work out, you know, you don't feel like I'm missing dinner or breakfast with my kids. So I am extremely lucky with um, the job I'm in that I'm able to squeeze in being active with my daughter. And just where we live here in Atlanta, you know, being able to, on the weekends, we can walk or bike to the farmer's market and things like that. So just being active is so much a main part of my life like it's funny when when people come and visit they're they're surprised i'm like oh i'm gonna go to the grocery store and i hop on a bike that's really not a very normal thing that most people are able to do yeah. but i'm very lucky that i'm able to to do that and my husband and i actively challenge ourselves uh to use our cars as little as possible yeah that's that's a great that's a great point I mean, you brought up so much good stuff here first of all do you ever look back on when you didn't have kids and think to yourself God, I wasted a lot of time. Yes. <laughs> totally. I'm like, what, would I, what did I used to do? It's so I, funny. I think about it all the time. I, I, I think, I'm like, wow, if I only knew how much more productive I could have been. And, and what's funny is I used to think that I was like very busy and had very little time. Mm -hmm. And, and then I, I, when you have kids and you start a business, you realize very quickly how much free time you did have. And then you wonder, well, damn, what did I do with that? Like, I look back and I have no idea. So, you know, it, it, it's interesting that, that you feel like it condenses it. I feel like it just makes you more efficient. Yes, absolutely. Now, as far as, uh, you, you know, you, you talking about working out at lunch, I think, I think this is a, a great hack for a lot of people. Because what I'd, I'd be interested to know, um, how do you feel in the afternoon on the days that you get a training session in during lunch? Well, and that's exactly it. I feel a lot better because it's, it's great to have this wonderful break in the middle of your day where you're not thinking about work. You know, you can get on the bag, let out any stress you have, that type of thing. And then it just really energizes you for the rest of your day. You know, you're able to move on. And even some of the parents who work office jobs, um, you know, they just will quickly work out at lunch and then throw in some dry shampoo in their hair, throw in some deodorant and go back to work. And yeah, they don't look quite as professional as they did in the morning, but overall the, the ultimate win is they were able to get a workout in. Um, and one of the time management techniques I learned um, is, you know, cause some people will say, I'm not able to work out at lunch. My employer won't allow it. But, you know, perhaps you can ask them, can I have longer lunch breaks Monday, Wednesday, Friday, and then maybe not take a lunch break or a shorter lunch break Tuesday, Thursday. Um, and most times if you frame it that way, they would say, oh, absolutely. And that's all you need is, is three lunches a week. And, you know, it really just helps to make a lot better use of your time. And like you said, give you a lot more energy for the rest of your day. Oh, I, I couldn't agree more. In fact, I had, a, I had a client in the other day and he's just, he's, he's got, like most of us, demanding job, family. 
and he's, you know, he's, his, his wife recently went back to work. So the mornings they're, they, they split up when they bring their daughters to school. And, um, you know, he's like, man, I'm just having a hard time finding time when I, when I can get to the, get to the gym, you know, and, and we're doing programming for him. Cause he, he likes to train certain things he's kind of getting back into and, and he wants to follow a, a, a really specific program. So, um, he has an, a, a gym in his office and, uh, and that's what we basically had a conversation about. I was like, look, man, take an extra 30 minutes over lunch for your work time, eat a super, like, like shove the food in your mouth whenever you get back to the office, super, super short lunch break and boom, there you go. And, and he's been doing this for, for a week. He's, he's been going uh, three times a week and he sent me an email uh, yesterday and he's like, dude, I am like on the limitless pill after days that I work out. He's like, I gotta do this five days a week. And so I told him, I was like, you need to talk to your employer about this and tell him about how much more efficient you are when you get an extra 30 minutes out of the day. And I don't know about you as an employee, you know, as someone who employs people, but if my employee was like, dude, I crush it. If I get a workout during the day, can I get extra 30 minutes to go to the gym and I'll be way more productive in the afternoon? I'd be like, yeah, for sure. Let's do it. You know, like, (laughs) And then, and then let's track it. So, you know, I, I think that's a, that's a great, um, that's a great, you know, little bit of advice. Is there, is there anything else you found for people that are busy? That's like, man, this is a sneaky little effective hack to, to help them uh, get to the gym. Well, we do also have some people who will come to some of our later morning classes, you know, and then take a quick shower and head straight to work. And so mm. that, that's a big win too. It's just being able to tack it onto the beginning and the end of your day. Um, but I agree. And I, we do have some people too, um, who will travel for work. So perhaps they're gone like three days a week. Um, and they'll say to me, it depends on, on what your travel is like. So some people say, I'm so busy when I'm on the road, I absolutely cannot work out. And that's fine. And we'll say, okay, then come the other four days when you're in town and then take those three days as active recovery days. And the important thing when you're traveling is to not ruin your workouts by you know, eating everything in sight when you're on the road, you know, try and keep your your nutrition in balance with what you normally do. Um, And then also just if you can, like, you know, in your hotel, if you can at least go down to the to the lobby and go for a short to the gym in the lobby to go for a short run or a nice bike ride, that would be wonderful, you know, or get outside and go for a walk, ideally. Um, But then some people are the opposite, they actually have more time when they're on the road. And so what we'll say then is, well, first of all, ideally, maybe there's a metabolic where you're going, you can drop in there uh, and work out as another metabolic, or you can get, you know, a nice workout in while you're on the road. Um, and then maybe on the weekends when you're back home, if you'd rather be with your family, take those as rest days. So, you know, really trying to plan ahead rather than all of a sudden just being on a business trip and saying, oh, I don't have sneakers, I can't work out, you know, really kind of making a plan for yourself. I think that's a great way to look at it. And also, you know, when I, when I was traveling, uh, a ton. I would, I would travel two to three weekends a month to teach for about the first two years after I got out of the army. And what I, what I knew, what I noticed was when I would travel to go work and teach, I was somewhat like useless when it would come to actually getting like a really good training session. in. it was, it was a new environment for me. It's usually a time zone change. You know, there's a lot of time on a plane and kind of stiff. Um, I, I, you know, I had like little minor back injury doing that before where I'd get off a plane and then go like, Oh, I was a deadlift heavy today. And I would just you know, blindly follow what I was supposed to do and then tweak, tweak something. And, uh, what, what I can, I would say like even the opposite, if, if you know that you're not really worth a shit on the road, my advice is sleep like you're dead and <laughs> recover. Like, so, and I, I, I've never, this is, I'm gonna have to say this now on the podcast, but I've never even told Ashley this when we, when we had two little kids and I first, you know, got out of the military, start our business. We're both like, sleep deprived, obviously, when I would fly in to go uh, teach, 
you know, on a Friday night, I would be asleep by like eight o'clock. It, mm-hmm. Like no kidding, eight o'clock. I wouldn't wake up until six, seven o'clock the next day. I would have solid 10, 11 hours of sleep. And I think at the time she would have been more um, angry at me if I told her I'd been up all night at a strip club, then I got 11 hours of sleep. Yeah. She was so, to be jealous of that. Uh-huh. Oh yeah. <laughs> but it's true. So if you know you're not very good on the road, man, recover like a, like a maniac. And then when you get back to your consistent environment, bust your ass. You're going to be ready to go. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. All right, let's talk about some specific healthy Atlanta uh, spots and things you like to do. So number one, you got a lot of choices around where you're at, but what's your favorite healthy spot to eat in Atlanta? Oh, I have two very favorites. Um, One very close to the gym is called Recess. Um, It's in Crog Mm. Street Market. Love it. I think Recess has flavors that I've only ever seen at a really high-end restaurant. You know, they just are really smart about the way they pair the flavors together and that type of thing. Really healthy, great food. And it's right there in Crog Street Market. It's amazing. I eat there probably three times a week. Um, I absolutely love it um, there. And they all know me. They're like, oh, hey, Abby, how are you doing? Um, So it's great. And then my other favorite is one I'm not able to get to as much as I would like, but it's upbeat and it's on the West West Midtown. And that is another, it's a really great bowl place and they have tons of options. Um, and it's just really filling and really awesome. So I keep begging that upbeat will open one that's not in West Midtown. That's a little easier for me to get to, but I do love it there as well. You're the second person I've talked to Kristen Oja, who owns uh, stat wellness over on the West side. She (laughs) said upbeat as well. Yes. So it's a favorite. What's your favorite outdoor activity to do in Atlanta? Um, be on the belt line. It is my absolute favorite thing. And I mean, I'm very lucky I'm on the belt line every single day, either walking my daughter to school, biking to the gym. And then on the weekends, we also go, um, now there's the new Kroger that opened on the belt line. Yeah. Uh, so we can go bike on the belt line to the grocery store or, uh, on Sundays we like to bike down to Muchacho, uh, mm-hmm. down on, on Memorial Dude. and get uh, breakfast tacos. So that's Place really, that's like a fun little weekend thing. So just being on the belt line and uh, just makes me just, I love getting the sunshine and being outside. So that is my absolute favorite thing about Atlanta is the belt line. I feel like I spend too much time eating out because every place that you've mentioned, I'm, I'm just like, mm, love it. That place is good. <laughs> yeah. Muchacho has got some good ass breakfast tacos though. Seriously, that place is good. Yeah, it's really, it's just fun to be outside and just to be able to bike right up to it. So yeah, it's, it's a dream. Definitely. Okay. What's one healthy habit that you've personally developed that you feel like has dramatically affected your personal health? Oh, I would definitely say meditation. Um, just being able to um, just take, take a few minutes a day. I do eight minutes a day um, and just be able to kind of rest and relax and just be able to recognize also times where I'm I'm stressed and I'm overwhelmed and take a few minutes to stop, rest, relax. Um, but it's also helped me just when I encounter a stressful situation throughout the day to be able to like go back to that mindset. So that's probably the, the healthy habit that has changed my life the most is just meditating and relaxing and uh, that type of thing. Do you use any like, like an app to help you with that or any specific form? Like what kind of meditation do you get into? I actually just learned about a new form that I'm really enjoying. It's called tapping. Um, and like you tap on certain p- parts of your face or your collarbones um, and you say things out loud. And that has actually been um, really helpful for me because sometimes when I just tell myself, okay, you're just going to, you know, meditate for eight minutes. Sometimes you find yourself, your brain starts to wander towards your to-do list or what you'll be doing. Yeah. But by actually saying these words, someone will say them and you repeat them. Um, and so by doing that, that's really helped me to get in the zone and, and think about it. And one of my favorite ones, like one of the things they'll say is, is like 
don't think about, um, you know, what you want to do today. Think about who you want to be today. Mm. And I, and I just kind of love that way of thinking and the way of starting my day. So rather than thinking today, I'm going to do X, 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 it's like, no, this is who I, this is who I want to be as a mom and who I want to be as a business owner and a wife and all those things. And how do I go about being that person? Man, that's awesome. I've never, I've never heard of that. Um, I do. I struggle with that too, where I'm like, okay, let's, let's think about nothing, Danny, you know, and then, <laughs> yeah. and then that lasts like 20 seconds, you know, and then you're off to the, the thing that you're trying not to think about. And then it's like, you're stressing out over not thinking about the thing you're trying to think about. But w- one thing that I've found, I would say as well, and that, that seems like it's an intentional thing to focus on. I think that helps a lot. I use something called the state app, which is basically a, uh, it's a breathing, uh, it's a breathing protocol app. And it's just like, it's really well done. Our, my friend, um, actually, not, not, not that not, I'm sort of biased because my friend is the one that developed it, but it's mm. great because it gives you, um, you know, something to focus on and really the respiration protocols that change with like big breaths, slow exhales, fast breaths, pauses where you're holding for extended periods of time. And when I do that, I feel like I get way more out of the meditative side of, um, breath work, which is heavily involved in most forms of meditation. And mm-hmm. And, and not necessarily having to like try not to think about anything. So maybe, you know, like what you're talking about is more intentional, something to focus on. I think for a lot of people, it's probably very helpful. I got started with a book called The Eight Minute Meditation. And um, that really introduced me to it. And they gave you a lot of different methods of meditation. And that was helpful oh. for me to say, you know, certain people have to visualize certain things. Like certain people have to visualize being underwater and like swimming around and that type of thing. That didn't work for me at all to, to envision being underwater. But for someone else, they read that chapter and probably thought, oh, now I get it. You know, and so by trying these different ways of doing things, it really helped me to figure out what worked best for me. Yeah, no, that, that makes total sense. In fact, my last question for you is going to be, what's one book that you would recommend that's helped your physical or uh, mental health? Uh, would it be that book or do you have another one that you like a lot? Oh, one. I read a lot of books. Um, so my physical, I mean, that's probably the one that's top of mind because I just talked about it, but I could definitely think of a lot more books um, that have affected me. And um, there's one about time management called 168 hours. Um, and that really helps you to, to break down your day and track your time to recognize, you know, opportunities where you could be doing more or ways that you overexpended yourself and things like that. So that really helped me with my time management as well. Yeah, which is uh, which is huge. I, I just don't really know. I don't know many people that feel like they couldn't be better in that aspect, you know, of um, efficiency. I guess I look at it like that, right? You know, how efficient are you? Because we all get mm-hmm. the same amount of time. And yet exactly. some people just seem to be able to get a lot of stuff done and manage it well, you know, and then be present around their kids and not just check off a to-do list, but really focus on actionable things that drive their goals forward. And, and I think for a lot of people that comes down to intentional planning, um, knowing what those really like most important things to focus uh, on are. And uh, too often what I see is just people are just dealing with putting out fires all day long, which is, really stealing a lot of their productivity um, mm-hmm. because they don't really know what they should focus on. So anyway, that, I haven't, haven't read that book, but it sounds like a great one. Mm-hmm. All right, Abby, that's it. First of all, thank you so much for your time. Um, you answered all of my questions really well. Uh, I, I want to uh, congratulate you on, on the lightning round there. You killed it. Um, <laughs> if people are interested in Metabolic and learning more about how they can, you know, get in, test out some training with you guys, see what this is all about, um, where can they go to, to find out more? 
Definitely. If you want to learn about metabolic, you can just head to our website, metabolic.com. And if you want to learn about metabolic Atlanta specifically, definitely check us out on Instagram at, at mad underscore Atlanta. Um, that way you can see pictures of the workouts. You can see what we're doing and, and get a really good feel of what we've got going on. And at this time, it's the only one in Atlanta, correct? Yes. Okay. So you're the only game in town. You got a monopoly. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Hoping eventually to have more. <laughs> oh, cool. Yeah. No, I, I think it's a great training methodology. You know, like I, like I said, I got nothing, I get nothing out of this. I personally go and, uh, and get a couple training uh, sessions a, a week and I just like to mix it up. And I think it's a really well put together program. Definitely makes me feel like I'm training for sports still, you know, which is, is my background. And, and, uh, I like that. So I think if anybody is, you know, has played a sport, high school, college, whatever, something like that, or even, you know, we're, we're before that, and they like training like an athlete, it's, it's a really good fit. So, um, guys, as always, thank you so much for listening to the podcast and we'll catch you next time. Hey, thanks so much for listening to the podcast today. If you want to find out more about our guests or about Athletes Potential and how we can help you continue to be active and pain-free in life, head over to athletespotential.com to learn more.